Welcome in, everybody, to the <laughs> Cover 4 Podcast. Yeah, it's like driving 60 miles an hour and just slamming on the brakes. Zero like, to I 60. It. When it fades away, just stop. And your brakes are Taylor's voice going, hello. Hello. Friday, September 21st. Do you remember? The 21st night of September. I was hoping someone would. Dave. Oh, you can always count on Dave. I was going with Dave. That's, That's the song you wanted the them to play. Yeah. Bum, bum, Unfortunately, bum, uh, bum, copyrighted music. Yeah, I kind of figured that might be the case. But it was a lit night in Cleveland, Ohio. Was it not, man? It was so lit. That's as hyped as I've been for a football game that involved a team I didn't care about in a long time. Like, I went... So I went to a bar here in Dallas to watch with a few of my friends. We like to watch Thursday Night Football. And there were some OU fans. Thank thank you for that. OU. There were some OU fans in the building. So, like, they were obviously very invested in Baker Mayfield. But I was, like, standing right next to him just cheering my head off. I don't even know why. I I just wanted the Browns to win. Because it's going to be insane for Thursday Night Football. Yes. So the new thing is that you can watch it on Fox and NFL Network. Is that what's happening? I know this the Fox season? crew is there. I think it's the Fox crew is there. So it's just I think NFL. it's still just NFL Network, but just the Fox crew Which, is working. That's going to mess up the ratings, I would guess, because it's not network TV. Yeah. But man, that's as lit as I can remember Thursday Night Football being in a long time. The when one, it's ever. the Jets and the Browns. Yeah. The one question that I had was when the switch happened, when Tyrod goes into the locker room with the concussion and Baker Mayfield comes out, where did that offense come from? Hold on, to Rod. To no, Rod it's Tyrod. 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 He's also said Tyrod. There's video. Put some of him respect saying, on his name. I'm sorry, but uh, where, where did Brad, that offense come quarterback. from? I don't, dude. I don't know. I was like, for Tyrod or Tyrod, whatever his name is, it was like he had to hold the ball and long drops, and he got sacked two or three times in the that first. That offense that Baker got was just quick throws, boom, 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 boom. Like they had like another playbook somewhere that they didn't want. He no, just they just had another quarterback. I know. Oh, you. To Jesse's point, I have a hard time believing that. Uh, I know he's a first round for number one pick, but like he's making these reads that like a seven year NFL veteran can't make. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a fan of Tyrod Taylor. Like, I think he's better than he gets credit for. He looked awful. Yeah. He looked so bad. And how much of that, Jess, looking at you, because I'm expecting you he's to be you, honest Kate. right now. How much of that is knowing that you got Baker Mayfield behind you? You know the Browns have sucked for two years. You know that you're not the one who's bringing all the pizzazz. Everybody wants someone else. I just should I get to yeah, it? Do it. I just say it. I feel like Tarod went out with a little bit of a loser's limp. Ooh, yeah. I, I How's that for a hot take? It's not even a hot take. It's a reality check for all of you people who watch the game. He was limping for like. Four or five plays before. He's getting murdered. He knew. Dave said, well, he knew he was going to get taken out at halftime. I'm like, thank you. That's my point. But see, the thing is what... Nothing was getting... He knew at that game. He said, nothing is getting going. I am going out of here, and I'm going to do it in the blue tent. But he has been... like, (laughs) Like, that has been his career in a nutshell. Like, his career has always been... Like, you're one snap or one bad play away or a bad series away from being pulled. Like, it was that way in... Uh, yeah. Baltimore, it was that way in Buffalo. Like, literally, remember, they they benched him for Nathan Nate Peterman. freaking Peterman. And it, yeah. Like, literally, they thought, like... So you're saying he's been burned before, he knows how this goes. So he knows, he knows how, how this that. goes. Yeah, I don't... 
I think that's a really hard thing to say, and I see why you're thinking that, and the storyline is definitely there to prove that. But I think when you're in the game, you're probably more frustrated with yourself than thinking about Baker Mayfield. Oh, are you kidding me? You're not thinking about Baker Mayfield standing on the side? I don't think thinking about the offensive line. You're blocking for Baker? You didn't block for me like that. Yeah, exactly. Not how it can. You think the team just starts blocking when Baker comes out? Yes. No, it's a person who walks into the huddle, commands that they go do something, and then they go do it. It takes moving the chains. Everybody gets excited. The fans pump that energy into that offensive line. I think everybody Baker. I think everybody got excited when Baker came in. That doesn't mean they weren't trying for Taylor. No, it doesn't. They were trying. Yeah. It's It's like they were trying a a little bit harder. You think have you guys ever played basketball? You played basketball. When you make a three and the crowd's just nuts, you're the you can do anything. You can do anything when the crowd is that juiced. That is exactly what happened to the offense. Okay. All right. What about old Darnold? He looked all right. Darnold. No, he really kind of. He did not. Uh, How about the Browns defense, bro? That was fun to watch. That was very fun. Denzel. Denzel Ward is a stud. Miles Garrett had two sacks. But you had to know that was coming, right? Yeah. Like Greg Williams. Like Greg Williams. That's what he does. Like he ramps it up to a point where like they're going. When you play for a Greg Williams team defense, you're going to be physical. You're going to blitz and you're going to take chances. Not only that, but they've been stockpiling draft picks for five years. Like they better have some talent on that. Did you see that stat that said, sorry, Tay, from 2009 to 2016, all their first round picks are no longer on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. It's embarrassing. But John Dorsey here to change things. They got, but that's how many draft picks they've had is that they still have like five first round picks on that defense. (laughs) Like they got peppers, they got Garrett, they got Ward. Mm -hmm. Jamie Collins wasn't their draft pick, but he's pretty damn good. Yeah. My favorite thing is that even when people are hating on the NFL and saying that, you know, it's not doing as well and all of this, you see that the NFL community, and I'm talking about everyone who's just a fan of the NFL, comes around and they're there to just be happy for the Browns. You know, you don't see a lot of people who are like, these are two teams that are terrible. They're just happy. We all rallied, for right? The game. All 32, 31 other teams <laughs> were kind so. of tuned in, yeah. rallying behind the Browns. I and just, it was at home. I love football. And honestly, like, I love watching somebody else's game more than my own because, like, watching my team is stressful. Yeah, no stress. You got to worry about storylines and you want to win. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. just called them his team. So I think. I just meant my hypothetical. But then team. also <laughs> working in this business, like, even now, like, like, when I watch Cowboy games, we're always trying to think of, like you said, storylines. Yeah, no. Angles, mm-hmm. things to write, report, notes. notes. How will I say this? How will I swing this? So it's like watching a Cowboys game is not fun. Like it's, I mean, it's a great job. It's yeah. a fantastic job, but it's still a job. And you're so much more emotionally connected, I think. Just like when you're watching a game, like you guys were talking about, like Jordan Lewis today not playing. Like I wish he could play. For sure. And I feel like you you're know, in tune to all the storylines that most people aren't thinking about when they're kicked back on yeah. the couch watching. I try. I like Chaz Green is seriously the nicest guy ever. Yeah, that's he true. He really is yes. one of the nicest guys that was in that locker room last year. And after Atlanta and everyone's just piling on him. I get it that that's the job, but I know you're yeah. Relationships are a big part of it. You get to know these guys as people makes it hard. Speaking of storylines, I am on um, Periscope and there's some questions about what is going on with Terrence Williams. Dave, I'll let you act like Dave. I'll just throw that. It's very vague situation (laughs) right now. I I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I know there's speculation out there. Um, 
I, I know that they have Bryce Butler on the roster. They have more receivers than an NFL team typically does. I can't I can't really provide So basically you. nothing's happened, but they're ready if it does. More or less, yeah. But like they're ready if it does, and we don't know if it's going to. Like it mm-hmm. as as usual, everything with the Cowboys is just murky. Like they're it's, I don't everything know everything with NFL suspension. It's true, but like I don't some wires get crossed with the Cowboys, and I think it's because there's so much attention on this team. Like mm-hmm. they're the most covered, the most you know scrutinized team in the NFL. Their fan base is enormous, and so the interest level is enormous, and it creates murky circumstances because wires get crossed and things get reported when they're not supposed to or before they're supposed to or that type of thing. Speaking of someone who could have totally taken advantage of his situation, Terrence Williams. I mean, Des leaves. He, you know, is here in the offseason that unfortunately hurts his foot. Then all of the stuff that's off the field, police and everything. It's just like, why? It kind of got crossed up at training camp with the media. And honestly, we have not... Talk to him in locker room since. Oh, you he does Terrence Williams hates the media. Right. I mean Remember at training camp though, he talked to us one time and then kinda commented on missing Des and wouldn't comment on missing Witten. Yeah. And then from then on out, we haven't talked to him. Yeah, he got mad at us because he no commented on not having Witten. And everybody made a big deal out <laughs> of it. And we were like, literally, this the in this the span of the interview, we were, you know, asking this question about the offense. You miss Dez? Of course I miss Dez. Like, that's my brother. Blah, 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 blah. What about your arrest? I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I, I understand that. Okay. And then 30 seconds later, how do you feel about not having Jason Witten in the huddle? I don't want to talk about that. He's so upset. And then every, He like, can't even handle it. I guess so. And people, people thought that was crazy that's or it, odd and started tweeting it, and he said, no more. He got, and he stuck yeah. to it. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't hey, make man. sense. I, I don't know. You shouldn't know. That's always been one of my biggest, I don't know, like, my biggest prayers is that more players in the National Football League, and I, and I will specifically say more players that look like me, that we just did more media training. Because yeah. there's so many ways that you can handle situations mm-hmm. and where it won't go negative for you. Yeah. But yeah. we choose the whole, we, 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 choose the, we choose the wrong road to take. We choose sometimes... You know, the, the 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 wrong timing, the wrong words, and especially playing for this team. You have to understand, if you play for this organization, every single word that comes out of your mouth, every single comment that you spew is going to be broken down to the smallest molecule because you're the Cowboys. Yeah. And there's so many other ways to learn how to control an interview. Like, you have to learn how to control an interview to get – the exact message you want to get across, how to do it, when to do it, and I just don't. I don't think there is enough. There isn't enough people who want to take advantage of it, and I don't think there's enough opportunities for them to take advantage of yeah, it. It's just I don't like as far to. as the brain space that it it takes probably 25 minutes of extreme focus to think about what you're going to say, and on top of meetings and practice and studying. At that point, I get it. You've been burned by a bunch of people in the media. You don't really want to talk. Sean Lee, Jason Witten has never focus. said anything controversial. Jason Witten has said never said anything controversial in 15 seasons. I felt like in the 2016 season, he was getting picked apart for everything he said every week, whether he was on Team Dak or Team Romo. That was the first time that I really felt like every single thing he said was being just completely picked apart. Whether he said, yeah, I like the youth in this locker room, it was like, oh, he's on Team Dak. 
I really felt like that was the first time he was being twisted. And when, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's tough. Like, and there, like I, I don't said, think there's enough training for yeah. anybody, really. But do which, you think they really want to do that? Because I know, I actually know that there are media consultants that come here. They talk to these guys. They say they will help them. And I, I just feel like they don't. I can't they don't understand. Think they need that. I can't understand why a player wouldn't want that when you see how well it works for guys like that. You can Prescott. help yourself, not just a little bit, but by tenfold, just yeah. by having that skill. But also keep in mind, I mean, again, football players are people. Like, yeah, I mean, you could have social anxiety and just not want eighteen exactly. cameras in look your at, face. Look I mean, at Landon totally Collins that. last week. I thought he answered that question in the locker room about the Dak Prescott beef drama perfectly. They asked him about it. He said, hey, this is our plan going into this game. I don't think he was trying to pick anything or be bulletin board material for the Cowboys. I think he was just saying, hey, this is what we've seen, being honest, being transparent, and it turned into that. And then Dak just simply saying challenge accepted turned into this like, ooh. That's the age-old That's the age old conundrum with the media is like, I'm going to sit here and bash the Cowboys for being boring, and then as soon as somebody says something interesting, we're going to run it into the ground. But that's how it works when you're America's team. Sorry. Sorry about you. That was fun. Like, literally, like when Dak said that. It was that, so much fun. I was up in the huddle with my recorder listening to Dak, and I'm kind of like, yeah, Dak, you're kind of boring. You, like, you know the media game. You know how to not say anything. And then he said that, and I, like – ducked out of the huddle i was like "Ooh, we got a story we got a soundbite today everybody. what about that time <laughs> that earl thomas told jason garrett after the cowboys game on uh christmas eve that he said come get me come get me if they kick me to the curb come get me yeah that's that, that's that's a that's media worthy right there yeah. to report that like that's he that's, saw all the cameras there you can't miss them uh, no see, see we okay. talked about this on cover four yesterday and i know the cameras were there i but like you're in the heat of the moment he didn't, he didn't think about cameras i don't think he realized that everybody was filming yeah. that because that, like, that was an emotional the locker room's not open he's trying to get to garrett before he gets into the locker room and i think i don't think he thought about it to be honest Garrett talks to players on the field. Like when That's after they do their coach's handshake, I've seen Garrett go and talk to either the opposing quarterback yeah. or different guys. There's no doubt in my mind. You know, like Taylor, you work in social media. Like you've been out on that field after the game. Like they're jersey swapping. You can't tell me that, you know, you know, like you're on a bad team and your contract's up. And he's like, hey, man, I'm going to come, I'm going to come get with y'all in Dallas when the season's over. Like stuff like that. Absolutely. Gets said. All the time. Bryce Butler after the Cardinals preseason game? Probably, if I had to guess. <laughs> Earl just was unfortunate in his where he chose to say well, that. Well, that was that was just a unique place, yeah. a unique mm -hmm. timing well, when he did it. Because players don't run to other teams' locker, locker rooms. rooms very often. Yeah. Uh, that would be odd to see like Dak run into another locker oh room. Oh, my God. If Dak did what Earl did... It... I, I don't even, even want Zeke. to know the I headache. I can't even imagine. Dave would be at the stadium till 4 a.m. What if Earl Friday. just comes into our locker room after this game and just stays and just comes back on the charter? He's just like, like no, that's the way this all good. started and that's the way it's going to end. Like Jason Whitney's like, we're good, we're good here. Thanks, Seattle. We're good. <laughs> I don't think many people know that story. Then we're good here. That's, That's talking about how Jason Witten just handles situations so well. Jeremiah, our team photographer, was out at Valley Ranch. You know that like back sandbox back mm -hmm. there? I guess he was just taking pictures of Witten working out, kind of just getting him in the moment, candid. And Witten really didn't know him at the time. He was fairly new doing photography for the team. And uh, 
Witten would just be like, all right, thanks. Thanks. And Jeremiah was like, oh, no, I'm getting this for, you know, the team. But he just kept doing that. And then finally at the end, he came over to Jeremiah and tapped him on the shoulder and said, we're good here. We're good. <laughs> like, that's pretty much just how like, Jason, leave now. That's how Jason Witten gets out of situation. He's Speaking just like, up. we're good here. Yeah. The nicest, but just, also the most intimidating. I You're heard like, okay. that he did get okay. in some, not beef, but uh, Danny Trevathian got upset with the way that he pronounced his name on Monday Night Football. Is it? I always thought it was Trevathan, so... How I, did he say it? I, I don't honestly know. I just saw a headline that said oh. that Danny called him out. Oh, boy. Good. And said, please pronounce my name like this. A lot of pronunciations upsetting the world. I'm pulling it up on Twitter. Calm down, folks. See, that's Dave's great search engine. Twitter, uh, Twitter is my lifeblood. It's everything. Aww. It's Aww. sad. It's sad. It you is. mean to tell me that the social media coordinators... <laughs> Talking down to me, huh? Uh, Lindsay, we have any questions from the... Uh, the question is, don't you have a story to tell us? Yeah. Oh, I think it's Trevathan. And it's they Trevathan. Were, they were saying Trevathan. Well, I'm on Team Witten then. Apparently. Taylor says apparently. Trevathan. But I'm on Team Tarot. Tarot Trevathan. Tarot Trevathan. My child. Just going to let that ride. Last week, Jess... Left us with a cliffhanger of a story. Yes, from his days. Now it is the time. Okay, so this is the this is the naked shower story. Uh, Great lead in. Uh, back when I was with the Cowboys, uh, and you talk about just like different things that happen and go on in locker rooms that are you know unique and uh, funny. And one of the things that's what I miss about the locker rooms. So this was back when the Cowboys were still at Valley Ranch. And one thing about the locker room, it's very territorial in certain aspects. With the veteran guys, they get first tape options, you know, shower positions, all the seating positions in the meeting rooms. When you get in the locker room, it's very territorial, of, you know, uh, according to your years in the league and on that team. So I was brand spanking new to the Cowboys. And uh, the season is here in, in – um, you know, after the game, I mean, after practice, you come in, everybody's all over the place. So, I, you know, I go in the shower. Now, when you walk into the shower in Valley Ranch, it's it's a kind of square-type shower, showers all around. And, you know, you there's two showers that were, like, really tall showers above the other level showers. Now, the shower is packed, and the only one shower is left is this really tall shower. So I'm looking around. I'm just like... All What's right. the difference? Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, is it broken or something like that? Did the water not get hot in that shower? So I go over it, turn the water on, water gets hot. So I go and I get <laughs> lathered up and I'm ready to start my shower. And I'm like, I'm like halfway through my shower. And then I it felt like the lights had turned off. This huge shadow, like blocking the lights, comes around. Now, mind you, fully naked, mm-hmm. lathered up. The word and so, lathered up, the phrase lathered up is... <laughs> Didn't know we were it's going an image. there this yeah, morning. <laughs> it's an image. Go so ahead. I look to my left, and out of nowhere, here comes six foot seven, 330 pounds, Flozell Adams. So Flozell... <laughs> he needs a big shower. Flozell. So Flozell literally just comes and steps right in front of me. And now... You're in a locker room, and you know I'm 6'3", 220, Flozell's 6'7", 230, but there's still a level of, I just can't let you punk me in front of everybody because I got to at least 
hold my ground. Because mm-hmm. so, you knew. So was everyone looking at this point? So everyone's no? looking, okay. right? And, and and Andre Garrod was to my right, and no one said a word. And I'm like Dre, you like Dre, you're my guy. Like come on, you knew this was. He's like Flo shower, and you didn't say anything. So Flo comes in, and he just like literally steps right in front of me. Now, if you guys have ever been to shower with you know someone. When they're taller than you, that water splashes off of them and hits you in the face. So Flozell's water is like splashing off his shoulders and his back onto my face. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? And Flozell turns and like looks over his right shoulder. He says, either get the hell out of my way or get my back. (laughs) So he goes, goes, either get the hell out of my way or get my back. That's the best. And so like now I'm standing there. Still lathered up, and he starts like <laughs> soaping himself up, and he's like, "So what you gonna do?" <laughs> and no, I just moved over to like the next open shower, and everyone laughed, and it was funny, but I was so upset because I'm like, "Did he just say to me like move out of the way or get my back?" Yeah, he did. I was like, At "Oh least my you god!" Didn't just I appreciate, get his back. I appreciate him putting some humor into the situation. No, I don't think he was playing. Like, I think he was dead serious. Like, either move. Like, so he would have appreciated the help. He wasn't, he wasn't joking. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was like, either get, like, either get out of my way, because this is my shower, young pup, or get my back. Uh, <laughs> Whichever one you yes. prefer. That's amazing. So I moved. And, uh, yeah, I don't I've blame never, you. I've never watched another, I never watched anyone, that was like, another man. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Definitely wasn't going to do that. Good Taylor's job, like, Jesse. moving on. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable. So that was, the, that was the, the naked cowboy flip story. I enjoyed that immensely. Thank yeah. you. What made me Flo-Zell. uncomfortable was the Man. butt wipe celebration last uh, night. I did yeah. not that. Like that was disgusting. That, so, that wasn't funny. It was not. Everything you can do. You need to you laugh choose... at a celebration. Yeah. Right? A touchdown celebration. You, you don't need to go, ugh. <laughs> Everyone was just. I kind thought of it like, was. I enjoyed did it. Did you laugh? It was it, fine. You I mean, were drunk, so you laughed. I was not drunk. It like, appealed to the male audience. Lindsay's just like, oh, you had some beers and watched the game. <laughs> you degenerate alcoholic. <laughs> Jerk. You thought it was funny. I did think it was funny. It wasn't funny. Ew. To quote Danny DeVito, and it's always funny and always sunny in Philadelphia. Poop is funny. It is. Sorry. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he throws it in the crowd. Yes, it was disrespect. It's the Browns. What else? What do you expect? They beat them. But it was, what, they were up 14 They were up 14 at that point. The Browns. Okay, we have like five minutes left. Do we have any other questions, Lynn, that you're seeing? Everybody wants to know now. Let's move into Sunday talk. Gut feeling, win or lose, Seattle on the road. I do another podcast. I can't give my pick away this early in the day. Okay, where can they listen? Uh, The break on DallasCowboys.com and all of our other platforms is this one better though this podcast it's more fun for Woo! sure <laughs> that one, that's it's very x and nose like if you just want yes football i listen to the break football and talking. i just feel like there's gonna be one moment from this game win or lose cowboys that's going to be very pivotal pivotal for the season like something's going to happen last time they were in seattle it was the end of romo something is going was to that, happen what year was that dave when they won in week five in Seattle? In Seattle? 14. 14. That was, I said, the, best the Cowboys cow- win in Seattle. They're going to the Super Bowl. It was the best kinda... Cowboys game I've watched. So good. So awesome. Can we Does t- this we- one have any potential to be as good? Uh, the it t- would be a two-game win streak. The- you start somewhere. I mean, it could be. It has Every NFL game has the potential to be a classic, but these teams just aren't as good. Like That was a Seattle team 
that wound up in the Super Bowl against a Dallas team that was one iffy call away from maybe getting to the NFC title game against that Seattle team, as a matter of fact. There's a really good storyline in this one, and we hit it briefly yesterday on, on Cover 4. But the brother story, like think about what – what Brother Bowl. The brother bowl. And there's two incredible storylines in there. We got a guy in Shaquem, right? Is it Shaquem? Shaquem. Shaquem. And Shaquille. Shaquem, who lost his hand at four years old. And then we got Jalen Smith, who most would have said two years ago that he would never play football again. Mm-hmm. And, like, look at these guys now. Yeah. Like, they're in the league. They're thriving. They're so playing cool. well. And it's pretty cool that you get to play with your brother. It's the coolest. At the NFL level, like high school, sure, everybody plays with their the brother The percentage of that actually happening it's unbelievable. is next to yeah. nothing. And actually, I mean, I don't know about Shaquille Griffin. Rod Smith's story isn't as inspiring as all that, but it's still pretty cool because he got kicked out of Ohio State, went pro because he basically had nothing else to do, wound up in Seattle, of all places, and then wound up here. And now he's turned like being a, you know, like, you know how many dudes come through practice squads in the NFL. He turned being like, oh, we need a practice squad running back. He turned that into now he's on his, like, fourth year with the Cowboys, I think, and he's a a meaningful part of the team. You guys are just really teeing up Cowboys Hour for Monday because it is Jalen and Rod Smith with Brad Sham. And people can come out and watch that, y'all. be there for free. It is out at the Omni Frisco at Neighborhood Services. It's a great setup. It's on Jesse's home network, 105.3 The Fan. You went last week? Yeah, I did. I I was going to say, like, typically – Spending an extra hour of my day after work with Taylor, who I already see like a million. I didn't million. even see you. I saw you. Yeah. No, you didn't see me. I was I right didn't there. see you. No. I w- I'm down to go check that out because I love me, the Smith brothers. And, and t- they get like wild together. Yeah, they're so much fun. Yeah, wild. Like, so yeah. thanks for teeing that up. Yes, Monday night, 6 p.m., Omni Frisco. You and Brad Sham, which is a great combo. I love Brad so much. I, who doesn't? We lo- <laughs> <laughs> We're here yes. for you, Brad. We're here for you, Brad. We're here for you, Brad. <laughs> I love Brad Sham. Uh, He's just the best. Man! That's an inside joke, but Taylor has just this really hilarious knack for adding a little something extra to her. Big fella. Yeah. Ser- Big fella, I say it way too much. Big and I, I fella apologize has on permeated our Dude, I say it three times a show because Taylor started it with Lyle Collins. Yep. Yes, and I didn't OT think Two years ago? I didn't think When he, he heard his toe? He yes. Heard his toe. She said, get better, Big fella. <laughs> and, and it was, I just didn't stuck. know what to it, say. It stuck. <laughs> to say it stuck is an understatement. Like, we say it to each other. I say it too much. Every day. <laughs> it, it, it. It did not. I was not intending to. No, like, That's always how it works. I don't like you just come up with the most hilarious things without trying to like it just kind of. Yeah. So now, you we're, know, people we're, we're here for you, Brad. That's our <laughs> That guy was drunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you was. guys have to find the drop of last week when Brad said, Biggers. Oh, my gosh, dude. So Straighten funny. this out for. Big, big urn. Yeah, yeah Tavon are. said that's Alan's nickname, and Brad said it echoing across the entire plaza a bunch of times. And it was awesome. Big urn. I want it every day. There are unspeakable things happening at the bottom of, of that pile. For that. Yes. I'm, I hope Alan, yeah. I hope I wanna, he succeeds here. I want to see some Alan Hearns. He hasn't really, he's had a couple of catches, but I want to see a little more from him. Some mm-hmm. big hurt. Exactly. <laughs> that's how Brad said it. All right. Well, we're all done for today. Heading into the weekend, there's Mickey. He's ready to give you the knowledge. (laughs) Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys coming up next. Thanks for joining us.